Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. It's Stroke Awareness Month, and we're featuring stories from different stroke survivors. In this episode, I'm interviewing Kimberly Polanco Bustillo from Washington, D.C. We talk about surviving a hemorrhagic stroke, processing trauma, family, motherhood, and the surprisingly common experience of not realizing that you had a stroke until much later. So let's talk about it. Boom! Intro done! Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Lauren. And we are The, the Neuro Nerds. Yes, that was on time. I feel pretty good about that. Neuro Nerds. Are you a stroke or brain injury survivor looking for community and support? Well, the Neuro Nerds are here to help. Join our free USO Rock community platform to connect with other survivors like you. Once you join our community, you'll have access to free virtual events and resources to help with your brain injury recovery. You can make new friends, jump on audio chat conversations, and even join my private coaching program to get one-on-one support. So what are you waiting for? Go to community.usorock.coach. Yes, that's .coach, not .com. And join the Usorock community today. Welcome to the Neuro Nerds. Now... Every week I say it, every week I mean it. Very special episode with me, one of the coolest people I have met in my going on seven years of brain injury recovery. My new, like newish, like we know each other a little bit, but like we're newish, and we just met officially in person ish, kind of, for the first time ever. My friend Kimberly. Kimberly, what's up? Hello, hello. So excited to be here. How are you? I'm doing pretty fantastic. How are you? I'm good. I'm like, we were chatting and and joking a little bit earlier. I'm like, I'm just happy you're like a real person, right? Yeah. (laughs) Most of the people I meet in the community, we meet like this, right? Not like this very often, not like on Zooms or stuff. Like it's normally just like messaging back and forth. So you could be chatting with anyone. It's weird that you're actually a real person that I'm like, literally, I'm looking at you right now. Like, oh, this is amazing. This is great. I'm just very happy to have you here. You legitimately have become like one of my people. 
You know, I'm thankful that you're here on my podcast. And why are you here on my podcast? Because it is it's not right now, but the people don't need to know that it's not stroke awareness month yet. You guys don't know when I recorded this. It could be in May. It's not spoiler alert. It's not, but this will be released in May for stroke awareness month. So that being said, how are you part of this amazing brain injury community? I, um, so what, so what do I talk about? Like what caused or like, what do I do? You can literally say whatever you would like. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll, 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 I'll narrow it down. What what type of stroke did you have? I had a hemorrhagic. You're, you're, you're twinsies with me. You had a hemorrhagic stroke, just yes. like me. Yeah. And now how did that come about? I was in a car accident four years ago. I was about to be five years now. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a pretty, like, bad car accident. And I'm, like, what is it? Maybe I'm three years into the accident. I found out that I had a brain injury. It wasn't, like, starter off or, like, they let me know or anything. I had no idea that, like, something happened to my brain. What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I was that, like, I, I would, like, go to the mirror. But I never really looked at myself in the mirror for, like, a really mm -hmm. long time. Like, a really long time. And I never noticed that, like, I had, like, facial paralysis. And mm -hmm. no one really said anything to me either. So we kind of just, like, slid by. And it's, it's so weird. Like, I was like, this is so weird. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> okay. <And> I didn't know. <laughs> Did I know this? I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> okay. This is, yeah, you're right. I'm right there with you. It's absolutely weird. So <laughs> at what point? Like, how long into your journey did you realize, oh, shit, I have a brain injury? Um, Whenever I went back to work, I was, like, picking up on a bunch of stuff. Like, so I work mm -hmm. with my family. And I started going back to work. And, like, I'm pretty, like, to toot my own horn, I'm pretty great at <laughs> <laughs> pretty much anything that I put my mind to. And I was um, working and everything. But I just kept, to like, kept forgetting. I was doing something it within, like, five to 10 minutes, I kept forgetting what I was doing. And like, my family was like, Kim, what's wrong with you? Like, why aren't you remembering? This is not normal. Like, this isn't you. And I was like, um, I don't know, because I really don't know what you're talking about. Because I really just genuinely was not aware that I was forgetting stuff. Right. And it was just so weird. So my family was like, my family was confused. I was confused. And I was like, can I go look back into like my stuff for my car accident? And I started to research it by myself. By the way, the adorable dog, I'm going to steal it <laughs> at some point. Just just saying that out loud. It's cute. But yeah, no, she, um, she, um, yeah, no, I was like forgetting stuff and having difficulty like understanding what people mm -hmm. were trying to explain to me. And in my job, are you, I, Technically, I'm like seven heads in one. Right. And you so, work for, you work for your family. So yeah. you do everything. You're a renaissance woman. Yeah. And I was like, this is like, like hard. And then they gave me like a new thing to do. And I was doing it. It wasn't making any sense. And we were researching all stuff. And when I pulled up the files for everything, I saw that it said a traumatic brain injury. And then I had uh, a hemorrhagic, hemorrhagic, I still can't hemorrhagic. Say it. hemorrhagic, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hemorrhagic stroke. And I was like, what? Why aren't you guys talking to me about this? And they're like, Kim, we wanted to ignore it. We we didn't want what? to talk oh, about it. 
Okay, now I don't want to jump all over whoever made that decision. Somebody dropped the ball, and it's crazy that it took this long for you to not just figure out, but understand what is happening to you. This is something. Now, okay, <laughs> before I get more randomly aggressive, how long into your journey was this when you realized? Uh, maybe like two years. Into that. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah, I'm, like I, I'm calm, Joe, over here. <laughs> I'm calm, <laughs> Joe, over here. So, I don't want to attack anyone, but somebody dropped the ball and did you a huge disservice by not attacking this early on. So, if there are any deficits that you're dealing with right now, it's because it wasn't noticed or handled early on. So, you and I had the same type of stroke we both had a hemorrhagic stroke you know that's the big one right yeah that's what i when i was searching i was like oh my goodness no one yeah. why did anyone <laughs> tell me any of these things <laughs> so, so you and i are the lucky ones yes. okay we are blessed to be here we're lucky that we're here because you and i are one in four the mortality rate is wild for a hemorrhagic yeah. stroke three out of four people that have hemorrhagic strokes do not make it okay those are just the numbers. Numbers don't lie. Now, out of that 25%, the functionality that you and I have is even more rare. So you and I are like in the top percentile of like functionality as opposed to most people who have severe deficits. One entire side of their body not working, you know, not able to move, not able to process or think or speak. There are some really heavy deficits that come with hemorrhagic strokes. So the fact that you and I are even having this conversation, like the percentages out there, it's so such a small percentage that this is a thing, right? Yeah. This should have been communicated to you on, not on day one, <laughs> probably maybe <laughs> like day 300, maybe at least, maybe. you know, um, I don't have much memory of my first few months after the stroke. How about yourself? I have bits and pieces of everything. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you actually have, it's weird because yours was caused from the traumatic accident, correct? Yes. Right. Mine was idiocy. I never took care of myself. Oh. It was like a lot of stress and process ah. things. So my stroke 100% could have been prevented, right? So that's where mine came from. It's so funny. It's not funny, but it's so strange that you and I, we share the same type of stroke, but we had it in two completely different ways. Yeah, you know? that's true. That, here's the thing, though we still deal with the same deficits. We still deal with the same things. You know, um, I deal with my biggest uh, issue would be memory. That's a huge issue for me. It's short-term memory is probably the worst. Long-term memory, like little patches here and there, but for the most part, it's intact. I'm constantly overwhelmed. I'm constantly overstimulated. And I, it's difficult for me to understand things a lot. It takes a lot more. The way that my brain works, it's completely different than it used to be. But I learned this stuff year one. You know what I mean? I learned this stuff like right away. And I had people like kind of guiding me through this stuff. So um, I am a little taken aback. <laughs> that is so wild that, you know, look, I don't know the reasons behind it, but you can't just pretend a brain injury is going to go away. Like, you can't. Like, you just can't do it. Well, what I think was, like, really strange about everything was, like, the fact that, like, I had to sign. So, like, 
the car accident itself is like a pretty is pretty complicated pretty right. it, it was a mess um but i had to sign a bunch of paperwork and like figure out like all these things with like lawyers that really gypped money for me is what Shit, they ended up doing of course and i was like this is bullshit like i don't think that like like i don't think that it was right for them to think that it's okay to ask me questions and for me to sign off recovering mm -hmm. from like something that happened to me within at that point it would have been already two months that i had woken up and like i i couldn't even i couldn't remember my sisters like i like i have i have two little sisters and i like right. my sisters kept up trying to like talk to me and i i didn't know who they were i i was pretty dead set that i was still in college and i like i'm like i just don't think that that was okay it and not just is it not okay it's unethical for somebody what, yeah, to have exactly, you sign something exactly and i'm just like this is just really like it was just it was so much and so i was like what like what all happened like what is it that like why didn't anybody tell me right and so they let me know that like with everything that happened in the car accident the mm -hmm. last thing that they wanted to tell me was about my brain injury i i understand that the first couple of months i understand right. that right it's a lot after year one no after year two, how is that even a thing? That's you know, what, you know what I'm I mean? saying. I'm like, well, like, why? Like, why is it that I had to find out the answers by myself? Like, why did I have to go search so that stuff by myself? Hey, can I ask you a question? This is a personal question. You don't have to answer, but come on, we're friends. That's okay. <laughs> are, are you are you in therapy? Uh, I was in therapy. Cool. Yeah. You should continue to do so. This yeah. is something, and I'm not saying you have to do it every day. Yeah. I'm saying it's something to keep your eyes on. That's going to take a hit on your psyche. You know, now, whether it hits now, whether it hits 10 years from now, it's something just to be aware that this is a very traumatic event that you didn't have adequate time to process and understand early on. Exactly. I did. And I still need therapy. I'm a crazy person, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I understood what was happening along the way. Even with that understanding, it's still hard to, to get a hold of what living with this type of brain injury is. But I still had that understanding and explanation, right? You didn't have that. So yeah, no. I'm here. I need to know this. Okay, you <laughs> and I, we're on this journey, okay? We can't do anything about the past. We can only do things about the future. So that being said, we're on Team So Rocks, right? Yes, you and I, we're absolutely. doing this. I'm here to help with anything. You know that, yes. right? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> so any questions you have, I'm always here. Anything I can do, I am always here. Um, now, now back to the podcast. <laughs> so, so once you realize you had a stroke, how did that impact you? So it's kind of hard because when I heard, when I finally heard, when I read about it and I finally understood that and like searched onto it and figured out, figured everything out, I felt such relief in a way. Cause I was like, I'm not like. I guess, like, I don't know, I don't want to sound rude, but, like, I'm not, like, incompetent or, like, I'm not no. able to do the things that I was, like, because, you like, I've heard a couple, uh, like, a couple of your um, shows and I did see that, like, I did hear, like, like that there's people are always trying to be, like, who they were before and, like, you have no idea, like, for two years, basically not understanding that and me trying to fit into the shoes that I always was, I could, I, I didn't get to like, like focus on like the things that I'm into or the things that like whoever I am now is. I had to keep fighting to be who was like everything that I was all the time for like the longest time. I am literally, I'm fighting back tears right now. Okay. 
No, seriously, because I understand what it's like to wake up in a brand new body and brain. I understand what it's like to look in the mirror and be like, okay, I'm in a brand new world. Like, I understand that. It was difficult enough knowing that I had something happen to me. You didn't. The Neural Nerds Podcast has over 200 episodes and counting. So if you're new to the show, you may not know where to begin. That's why we created an episode tour. We'll guide you through some of our favorite episodes and give you a taste of what our show is all about. Sign up for the tour at newsletter.theneuralnerds.com forward slash tour or find the link in our show notes. We hope you enjoy the tour. Now, for me, I can't speak for you, but I'm assuming it's the same, probably 10 times as bad. I felt at certain times where I was literally going crazy, that I was losing my mind, that I was slowly descending into madness because I couldn't either remember something or I knew that I had done something, but then the reality is I didn't. Like the biggest thing would be like text messages, right? Like my little sister at one point, she yelled at me because I hadn't kept her to date with what was going on in my recovery. And I was like, I talk to you every single day. And she was like, you haven't talked to us in over two weeks. And I was like, that's impossible. And then I looked at my phone and I was like, oh, I haven't talked to her in over two weeks. Oh man. And as sure as I'm talking to you right now, that's how sure I was that I text you every single day. And I didn't. My brain wasn't retaining the right information. I wasn't remembering things. It was so hard for me to realize, oh, my God, my life is different. You know, like I understood in that moment that, wow, I have a brain injury and it's really affected my day to days. You didn't have that. And it's heartbreaking to me that you just had to. I'm sure at certain times just be like, what's wrong with me? There's something wrong with me. So do I call you Kim or Kimberly? Uh, No, whichever. Okay. I'm going to probably going to go back and forth because I'm not sure yet. I'll ask you both. So we're fine. (laughs) Okay. So I'm just going to say this out loud. Kimberly, you are not crazy, nor have you ever been. You have a brain injury. Okay. And it's okay. All the stuff that you've dealt with, all the stuff, all that chaos, all that craziness, all that stress, all that lack of understanding. It's okay. All of it. You know, it was a disservice what happened to you early in your recovery, but everything that you dealt with, it's okay. You did nothing wrong. If anything, you're basically a walking, talking superhero for getting through it and getting to this point, you know? Yeah. That's a lot. It's just like scary. Like I kind of like try to see, like, I always try to see the light of everything. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's so much darkness and, and like almost like everything and anything, but like I try to see the light on everything, but like. I don't know. Then I don't know. It's just, it's just like, it's moments like this. Like, I wish that I could explain to you what's going on in my mind, but that's still something that I have a problem with. Like I still have, like, I'm still not able to get what I'm thinking in my head out Mm -hmm. into real life. If that makes sense. No, it does. It does. (laughs) Can I tell you why you haven't had any practice? That's true. So there's a difference in just trying to figure things out and then trying to figure things out after a brain injury, right? You didn't know how severe your brain injury was. So you were just trying to figure it out, thinking that you were just the regular average everyday Kim waking up and doing things you weren't. Now, I don't say that to make you seem lesser than, but you're different. You're different now. Yeah. Now, this is where I think your family really did you a disservice. Okay. You have not had time. And I don't think you have even yet. You haven't had time to mourn the old version of yourself. Yeah, no, because I think that I'm still like, I, I, I feel like I'm like 
still her, I think. But I don't know. But see, that's like, imagine, like, I'm in like a, since my, since my car accident, since like the stroke, I've been in a gray zone. Right. You know what I mean? I've never, I've never really gotten to figure out like, like I, like I hear stuff about like how I was before. I'm like, she sounds pretty awesome. And I would love to be her, but it's like, what if I'm not like that? Like, is that stopping me from, I could still be great even though I'm not her. You are. Does that make sense? You, no, it a hundred percent makes sense. And now again, this is something that you should have slowly been processing through the last couple of years, but you haven't been able to. I say this a lot and I normally say this to people. <laughs> oh my God. I don't say this to people who have like understood the entire time that their journey has been their journey that they didn't just find out like halfway through <laughs> um, the old version of ourselves. That person's gone. Okay. Now I know it sounds shocking and some people take it like personally and they think I'm being mean. I'm not being mean. I'm being honest. That old version of ourselves before the brain injury is gone. That's Okay. This new version of ourselves does not ever have to be lesser than it doesn't to me, in my personal opinion, I feel that this new version of ourselves is even better than that old version of ourselves. Okay, sometimes, hey, we might not be able to physically do the things that we did. We might not be able to mentally do some of the things that we did before. But you know what we have now? We have an understanding and appreciation for what life truly is. We didn't have that before. We didn't. Absolutely. We wake up every day and I'm thankful for every breath that I take. Because I know the percentages. Hey, I know what numbers are (laughs) and our numbers and being here and doing that. They're so low. That's just like, I am so thankful to be here. Is my memory what I want it to be? No, it's really not. It's frustrating, but I'm here. And is this recovery journey easy? No. Probably the most difficult thing I've ever had to do in my life is live day to days with a brain injury, right? Only you and I know what that is. Now, as difficult and as chaotic and as crazy and as frustrating and as dark as this can be, I'm thankful that I'm here to experience how difficult and frustrating and upsetting and dark that this, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just so happy that I'm here. It's not easy, but I'm thankful that I'm here to experience how chaotic this can be, you know? So I have that new appreciation. So this version of me, Joe 2.0 is awesome. Joe 1.0 is cool. He's really depressed. He's really anxious. I am still depressed and anxious, but I'm much more appreciative and caring. And I've lived more life in the last going on seven years than I did in the 30 plus before my stroke, you know? Yeah. So that old version of yourself, I didn't know that person. I'm sure she was cool. This version, this Kimberly, Kimberly 2.0 that I know now, amazing, amazing, incredible person, incredible friend incredible mother, just incredible human being. Okay. So this is the version uh, of you. And this is the best version of yourself right now, despite the things that you struggle with, despite the things that maybe you're not able to do right now, it's okay because you're here and you're fighting every step and you're going to get to whatever goal you want. I just say that so you can hear it because you need to hear it. I, yeah, I actually really appreciate that. Like hearing that, like making it like, like be real, not me. Just like, I try to tell myself that all the time. So I try, like I said, I always try to be like, like, see the light and stuff right but kind of like it's always just a great reassurance just to hear from someone who with a genuine care you know oh yeah so and a lot of people joe you're so kind i'm not kind i'm kind of a dick i'm just (laughs) honest right so i say this because i mean it now you and i we speak the same language when I talk about feeling overwhelmed or when I talk about like, oh, well, I don't really remember that. Like when the memory does the thing that it does, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. 
Other people don't understand it. They can sympathize, but they can't empathize, right? This is why I think every survivor needs to be in contact with other survivors because we speak the same language. We're the only ones that like truly understand. And I'm just blown away. I really am. Wow. Okay. So I thought the world of you before this, I didn't know these key details. <laughs> like, are you floating right now? Cause you're kind of a superwoman. It's <laughs> wild that you got this far without the support that you probably desperately needed. Not just the support, the understanding of what's going on with your brain. So here's how it works with a hemorrhagic stroke. I learned this through one of the greatest women I've ever known in life, Dr. Karen Sullivan from I Care For Your Brain. Around year two-ish, and I don't know if this resonates with you. After my stroke, I started to dip. I started to forget things more. The neural fatigue kicked in. I wasn't processing things the right way. And I thought I was reverting. And I was really frustrated. It was so bad that like when I talked to her, she explained, she's like, wait, you said it's been about two years. It was about two years and two months or so. And she said, oh, the brain, it doesn't like residual blood. It doesn't like excess blood, right? So a hemorrhagic stroke, what is that? It's bleeding on the brain. So there's a certain amount of excess blood that's on your brain. It takes about two years for the brain to kind of munch away and for the excess blood to dissipate. So... <sighs> And I don't know how around two years, maybe something changed with you around two years when I started to dip and it started to get worse. It wasn't that I was getting worse. The brain had finally gotten rid of all the excess blood and the neurons were finally connecting. That is exhausting. So I was falling asleep mid sentence again. I was reading two sentences and I have to take a five hour nap because my brain was exhausted because it was actually truly healing for the first time in two years. So how was your year two? Wow. That makes so much sense. Because I was just exhausted. So, it, like, it, it's all so hard to blend everything in because, like, I had, so, uh, with my car accident, I broke my femur, hip socket, hip, uh, hip socket, pelvis, my ribs, my ear, like, like, got sliced off, like, and I was, I couldn't breathe. I like my like my lungs had like torn. Wow. And so with all of that, that's why like I guess I'm assuming because of all of that, like it was also and then putting like the brain injury on top of it. Right. It would have been like a lot, I guess. But I thought that I was just exhausted just because I'm like, no, but I feel like my body is better. Like I'm I finally started walking. It took me like eight months to be able to like walk with like a cane. Mm -hmm. Um but I was like, but I was always like super, super tired. But like by year two, like my body was pretty good. Like I could, I could dance. Oh, I'm a dancer. I was dancing. I was doing it. And I was like, how is it that I'm so exhausted though? Like, I don't know why I'm so tired. And then I'm very nice. Mm -hmm. I'm very, very nice. I was a B-I-T-C-H. <laughs> nobody wanted to talk to me. Nobody wanted to deal with that thing. They were like, if I do anything wrong, Kimberly's just going to lash out and let everything out. And then I was like, I, I literally, I lost, I, I guess I lost my composure or whatever it was because right. I was like, I was mean. I was mean. And then I bounced back and they were like, Kim, you, you don't remember how you were. But I have like recorded, like they have recordings of me and stuff. Oh my God. And I was like, that's nice, I guess. Um, to help me remember, like, they're like, no, Kim, like you got really, you got really like aggressive. I, I was in a point, I think I read it somewhere or I can't remember, like I 
really, you know, can't remember much. But, like, I remember bits and pieces of things. I do remember mm-hmm. seeing somewhere that, like, while you're in recovery, you do get your anger is through the roof. A hundred percent. So emotional regulation, this is something that should have been told to you. <laughs> is very difficult for somebody with a brain injury. So we become overwhelmed and overstimulated really quickly. So you know what it is? It's almost like, you know, when a wild animal is like cornered, what does a wild animal do? It attacks. When we're flooded with information, we can't slow down and say, hey, hey guys, this is a lot for me right now. We can't think that quickly in the moment. So what do we do? We lash out. Mm -hmm. We're not doing it on purpose. We're not mean people. We're just reacting so you were reacting my emotional regulation was really bad for a while and also the way that i processed now my significant i did something in recovery where i thought i was going to die because (laughs) not die probably be murdered by my significant other (laughs) i didn't know how to process the things that were happening and then respond to them so i did the rudest thing i probably have ever done in my life with my significant other. She was talking and I didn't like the conversation. And I literally in my head, I was like, oh, I don't like this. I don't want to do this anymore. And I turned around and I just walked away. I didn't say anything. Yeah, yeah, that's an accurate face. The noise that came out of her. Now my significant other is half black, half Puerto Rican. I fear for my life daily. (laughs) So it wasn't that I was being rude. I literally didn't, I was just like, I don't like this. I don't feel good and I walked away. I now know that, oh, that was a brain thing. My brain didn't allow me to slow down enough to process the situation and say, hey, can we maybe time out? I didn't do it. I just reacted. And that's what you were doing. You were just reacting. You know what I mean? Like you, it sounds weird. And I'm not saying this to be, (laughs) you're like a wild animal. you, (laughs) You literally, you just reacted. That's what it was, you know? And here's the thing. It wasn't your fault. Like, I hope you understand that all of that stuff. None of that was your fault. None of it. You know, and I like I would like to like I try to tell myself that over and over again when I like reflect on it with therapy. Mm-hmm. I, try to, <laughs> I try to reflect on it and she was like helping me out with it, too. But it's just like, I don't know, maybe it's in like it's a, in the Hispanic culture. Yes. But so I don't know if like you um, if you like dealt with this, but like with because I know that you're you're Puerto Rican. Right. Mm-hmm. right yeah, yes. Okay, remember <laughs> so um i don't know in the hispanic culture i guess anything like any kind of reasoning sometimes is like that's an excuse yes yeah 100%. like left and right and so like my, my like support system my safe space for like when mm-hmm. i was recovering and everything it was it's so important not only for like the like the stroke um, like what, like the, like every, the show survivor, but like the family, the caregivers too, to like really wrap around their head and really like get involved and in understanding what's going on. Because right. like my support system, it's an excuse. You're, You're right. getting it's an excuse. That's an excuse. What's, what's your ethnic background? I'm Salvadorian. My okay. Oh Salvadorian. my god, did I did, did I know that? I think so. Okay, think one so. of my ex girlfriends, the only woman in my life who's ever pulled a knife on me. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's expected. <laughs> Seriously. And, and I was like, oh, oh, okay. Her, both of her parents were gorillas in the war. So I'm like, I oh, probably man. should have just smiled and nodded. Yeah, that's exactly it. It was wild. <laughs> One thing that's really helped me through my recovery is having the right tools. 
I wanted to share what I've learned with others who are on their own brain injury recovery journey, so I created a free guide. In my free guide, nine must-have tools for stroke and brain injury recovery, I cover tools to help with occupational and physical therapy, mindset, overstimulation, and more. If you're looking for ways to improve your brain injury recovery, be sure to check out my guide. You can download your copy at usorock.coach forward slash guide. The links are also available in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and I hope this guide helps you with your brain injury recovery. I understand that in Spanish cultures, it's very like, hey, no excuses. Just so I'll just say this for every Spanish person out there listening to this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it doesn't work that way with a brain injury. A brain injury isn't just, well, suck it up. A brain injury isn't just, well, shove it down and pretend it does not work that way. Your brain is your engine. Your brain is your hard drive, right? When that's dinged up, nothing functions, nothing nothing at all. You can't push forward with something that you can't do. I kind of compare like us to computers sometimes. If you ever drop a computer and you mess up the hard drive, you know what? You can yell at the computer as much as you want. Sometimes Google isn't going to load. It's just ah, not. You're right. Yell. Yeah. Tell the computer, just load. It's not going to do anything because there's an issue with the hard drive. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some repairs. It's going to take some patience. Now, this is our brain. Our hard drive is dinged up. We need a little patience. We need a little bit of understanding. You know, we don't boot up the way that we used to. It's not an excuse. This is just the reality of the situation. So my pushback on somebody who is going to say, you know, that's just an excuse. Cool. Do your research. That's it. Literally open up a medical book. And I tell people not always to go to like WebMD because everything is cancer. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Look up what a hemorrhagic stroke is. Look up the deficits after a hemorrhagic stroke. It's going to blow your mind. You know, you can't just talk to a brain injury survivor and say, well, why can't some days now here's the frustrating part for us. I know it's frustrating for other people. Now imagine how we feel. Some days we can do everything. I'm remembering things. I am just knocking everything out. And then at the end of the day, I have energy left over. Like, let's go. Some days You wake up, you brush your teeth and you need a five hour nap because waking up and brushing your teeth was too much. There is no rhyme or reason. Sometimes there's no, well, you should have gotten more sleep. So there's a difference between being tired and being fatigued. Okay. When you're tired, you take a nap, you rest, you wake up, you're reinvigorated. You're good to go with neuro fatigue in particular. You can sleep for days and you can wake up just as exhausted normies, people without brain injuries, they can't understand that. They can't. So some days, Kimberly, when you're tired and you're just beat and you're just, I can't function. And somebody's like, well, just take a nap. You'll be fine. Get a good night's sleep. And if you wake up the exact same way, you did nothing wrong. That's just how it works sometimes. Oh There's gosh, no rhyme or reason. so frustrating. It is. It you know, is. like, you know, you telling me all these things. And me, like, 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 um, cause I'm still like learning so much about yeah. like, like living with a stroke and having, you're all learning everything. Yeah. And so like, <laughs> I'm, you're like feeding me so much information. I'm like, this makes so much sense. I mean, it's also kind of hard because I'm also, I have a newborn, she's six months old. So yeah. try getting sleep. I'm already having the fatigue situation with my brain, like, and everything. And then now on top of that, I have to sleep as little as I can really realistically right. I max like throughout the day I'm working on four hours of sleep 
Right. And Every day. you have mommy brain. That enough is crazy. Yeah. You have a mommy brain on top of the fact that you have like a dinged up brain. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting there. I'm like, whoa, this is like far. Like, is this like normal it's or not. is this like a it's combination not. of both? Like, Look, <laughs> I'm going to tell you everything that you're dealing with as a mom. I'm not a mom. I don't know if you can tell I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I do know that everything that you're dealing with, like with your brain, the way you're processing, the way you're dealing with certain things emotionally, it's not normal. This is not a normal everyday thing. It would be difficult enough without a dinged up brain. You have a brain injury. It's hard sometimes for me to say that out loud for myself. It took me over two years to even utter the phrase to other people. Oh, yeah, I have a brain injury. Like I would break down and cry immediately because it was so I felt weak. I felt small. I didn't want to accept the fact that I had a brain injury. You know, it's empowering once you accept it. So here was my acceptance issue. If I accept this, this is just what my life is going to be. I'm always going to forget things. I'm always going to. No, that's not how it works. You accept it because that's what it is right now. This is what my life is right now. And now once you accept it, you can then, how am I going to change this? So it changes your energy. It changes your focus, right? So you have a brain injury. That's all right. Now accept the fact that like, yes, yeah, sometimes I'm going to forget some things. Sometimes I'm going to be tired and last second, I'm not going to be able to do an event. I'm not going to be able to finish this thing at work. I'm not going to be able to whatever it is, you know? That's okay. You're figuring out your ebb and flow of recovery in your day to days. Like when you have the most energy, things that drain you. Now, sometimes, no idea. I rested, I ate right, I hydrated. Why can't I function? I'll tell you why. You have a brain injury. That's why. You know, sometimes well, there is no rhyme or reason. No. And like I was thinking about it today because like this is just. It's like coming again, like since I'm learning everything, coming to realization that like, okay, so things, even though like I have certain things, I'm dealing with certain things right now Mm -hmm. throughout my life, the rest of my life, however long I hopefully am here is forever. um, Things change, like regardless, like with brain, like with brain injuries, they change. Like, for example, like I think it was like two, three days ago. This is, like, pretty sick in, like, a cool way. Like, it was pretty awesome. But, like, still very, like, I need to go get checked out. Um, I am writing and typing things backwards. Oh, okay. So, like, I'll, I'll like, for, like, for you, for example, Y-O-U, I'll be right. spelling, I'll say it, and I, in my head I'm saying, and, like, I could do it, Y-O-U, but whatever reason I'm writing and typing, it's, oh, it's U-O, like, U-O-Y. Okay. Have you ever done that before? No. Can I tell you where that came from? Please. Your brain injury. (laughs) Now, this is going to be a running theme, okay? This is why I said earlier, you're not doing anything wrong. And I know it feels that way. It feels like you have not done anything wrong. This is just a thing that happened. You're recovering from a brain injury. It takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of grace. It takes a lot of understanding. You're going to get there. You're just getting there a lot later than you probably should have. But you're not doing anything wrong. So there was a woman, and I think this is fascinating, right? The brain is wild. There's a woman who had a traumatic brain injury. I think it was an accident. And when she woke up from her coma, she speaks with a Chinese accent. Oh. This this is a white woman. (laughs) Now she has no Asian ancestors. She didn't even have any, like, close Asian friends. But Uh. she speaks with, like... Most people would say a very racist accent because it's a white woman doing this. She's not doing it on purpose. Her brain 
is wired differently. And scientists are like, well, that's what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) the, the brain's a weird thing. Look, things happen. Things happen. The brain is the most sensitive part of the body and we still don't really know it. Like, again, it's our hard drive, right? It got a little dinged up. So there's some weird things that happen. My dear friend, my stroke girlfriend, Sarah Conaway from the Stromies, um, she had a thing her first two years where she would hide things from herself for some reason. She wouldn't know. And she also had aphasia. Every answer was, um, what was it? Was it refrigerator? Everything was refrigerator. So, hey, Sarah, what time are you going to the store? She's all oh, refrigerator. Everything was refrigerator. Wow. Everything for her first almost two years. And when I said she would hide things, she would like come home, she would have her keys and then she couldn't find her keys or her wallet. After a day or so, she would find her keys in random places like underneath the mattress. That's not a normal thing, right? She had never done that before. That's a brain thing. These are just some odd things that happen to us after a brain injury. Do you want to know why? Because we have brain injuries. (laughs) So, I hope normies are listening to this and understanding that like we're not doing anything on purpose. This is just stuff we're dealing with. And on the flip side, hey, normies, if you were dealing with this, I'm not sure you'd be able to. (laughs) You definitely wouldn't be able to do it with as much grace as we're doing it with. Um, Also, I'm really happy that this is being recorded because a lot of the information I'm giving you and I'm not saying this to be disrespectful. You're not going to remember it all. That's okay. You can listen back. It's all here. (laughs) (laughs) It's all here now. I'm just going to talk to your family for a second. Are they going to listen to this? Um, I don't know. I'd hope so. I'd send it to my siblings. You listen, siblings. <laughs> you be kind to your sister. No, I say this because it takes a village, right? It's not just you in recovery. The effort that we put into recovery is 100% us, but we're not doing it alone. We need a village to do things. Also, you're in the working world. You're working with your family. You need support. So family, I hope you're supporting Kimberly as much as you can. I'll say this for you guys to understand. You can't understand what she's going through. You can't. It's impossible for you to know what she's going through. And that's okay. She, as well as myself, we don't want you to understand what this is because it's horrible. You know how they say, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. Yeah. I would 100% wish this on my worst enemy because it's so bad. <laughs> They're your worst enemy. Of course you want to wish them. <laughs> it's that bad. It really is. So I'm not asking for anything special. I'm not asking for, you know, you to bend over backwards. I think we're all just asking for a little bit of grace and understanding that we're dealing with something that nobody aside of us can possibly understand. We're not lazy. We're not selfish. We're not greedy people. We're people with brain injuries trying to figure out what it's like to live with a brain injury. You know what I mean? And it's an ongoing thing. It's not like, oh, well, I'm better now, you know, and hopefully it resonates with your family, too. (laughs) One day I'll be okay. (laughs) Here's the thing. Yes, you're already okay. You are. You are. Yeah. It's levels of okay. So you can never have another brain thing ever again. Right. You could never forget another thing. You can never feel overwhelmed. You could just feel like Kim 1.0 the rest of your life. You will still forever be recovering from a brain injury. Right. Yeah. We're like alcoholics. An alcoholic can never have another drink the rest of their lives. They will always be a recovering alcoholic. Right. We're the same way. We're recovering from a brain injury. 
for the rest of our lives, you know? And I say that because I've spoken to a lot of people in the community and sometimes these deficits, they'll pop up again years from now. And that's okay. We just have to be prepared for it. It's kind of like head in the clouds, foot on the ground, head in the clouds. It's never going to happen again. I'm going to be fine. Foot on the ground. Just in case it does, I'm prepared, you know? Yeah. That's exactly how it happened. Like whenever I, like I was telling you, I was like writing backwards. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's strange. Why is this happening? And that's when like, it hit me like another realization. I'm like, I have a brain injury. Like, just in case you forgot, Kim. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you can forget. You can try to pretend that everything's fine. Your brain's going to be like, oh, really? Hold my beer. <laughs> it's acceptance. So my advice to you, you know, it's funny. This is a different episode than I thought we were going to have. And that's okay. That being said, I'd love to have you on a second time. Really, I really had a whole thing that I was going to go that I didn't know this key piece of information about your recovery. Um, I hope that you practice a little bit of acceptance for your brain injury, right? You had a brain injury and it's okay. You did nothing wrong. It's okay. You know, it's just figuring out what it's like to get through your day to days with this brain injury. You know, it's giving yourself grace. It's giving yourself understanding and care. And trying to figure out how to be the best version of yourself after this. And it's not easy. Kimberly, this is not easy. Recovery's hard. It's so hard. And the only thing you can do is just keep pushing forward. You know, there are going to be setbacks. I don't even like to call them setbacks. They're going to be hiccups. But that's just the thing. Those are just moments in time. You know, I always go back to I'm here for you, though. Not only are you here, you're a mom now. Yeah. <laughs> which is Crazy. It is crazy. It's crazy. When I met crazy. you, you didn't have a child. No. <laughs> you just had a really big stomach. <laughs> <laughs> With the cutest little nugget in there. Oh my God, your baby's adorable. <laughs> Gonna change the world. Yes. No pressure, but pressure. <laughs> no, no, all the pressure. No, 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 no. Look, you're doing you're doing an amazing job. You really are. Considering the hands that the hand that you were dealt after your recovery, I'm blown away that you're as functional as you are. Like it's <laughs> whenever I like think back to all of that, you have no idea. Like it's like when my depression tries to creep in on me, mm -hmm. I'm like, remember how you didn't know all of that? And look yeah. at how you're doing, girlfriend. Look at how you're doing. Look, depression is so common after a brain injury. I mean I suffer from depression basically my entire life. It's yeah. different after a brain injury. It's like, oh, did somebody give crack to my depression? Yeah. This thing is just amped up. Like, it is crazy. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not only that, there's also the anxiety that comes with this. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that bad boy. Not only that, <laughs> my emotions. I don't know about you. I'm sure because you're a mom. Also, I'm be sexist Joe. You're a woman. No, no, no. <laughs> my, my emotions are on a hair trigger. Like yeah. I joke, but without joking, I cry like this is complete honesty. I cry every single day of my life. Like I do. Unfortunately, I cry bad tears a lot, but I also cry a lot of good tears where I'm like watching a movie. I'm like, why am I? Oh, it's so beautiful. Right. Like yeah. There's just something so something hits me emotionally. You know, I'm a very overly emotional person a lot of times and a good chunk of that is because of my brain injury i understand that now like i understand like man why am i feeling so hurt this person said this thing and but why am i crying in a corner 
They're just words. I'm like, oh, oh, (laughs) brain injury. You know, (laughs) now I'm not saying that because I'm going to use brain injury as an excuse for everything. I know the difference between me just being emotional, me just being having a weird patch. And I know the difference. Oh, no, this is a brain thing. But this is going to be seven years in August. It'll be seven years for me. So I've had a lot of practice, you know, so I want you to know you're not alone. Legitimately, like I'm sincerely here to help. I want to help as best I can. And I want to fill in the gaps that you have. I want to get you on the right recovery course because you have just been patchworking it this entire time. Yep. <laughs> You've built like this house out of straw. It's like, no, we need like a solid foundation. Yeah. You built it out of straw on quicksand. That's not functional. That can only last so long, you know? Yeah. We need to figure out how to get this base for you. Man, Kimberly, you are a superwoman. (laughs) Are you struggling with your brain injury recovery? You are not alone. It's hard enough recovering from a brain injury, but when you don't have any help or support, it can feel impossible. This is where Joe's You So Rock Survivor to Thriver program is here to help brain injury survivors like you find your new normal by creating a positive daily routine that works for you. Joe understands exactly what you're going through and will help you find a mindset of strength and courage to overcome the challenges of your recovery. Imagine feeling better each day, being more productive, and having more fun. That is what the You So Rock Survivor to Thriver program can do for you. With Joe by your side, you will learn how to thrive despite your brain injury while having someone there to support you every step of the way. Go to yousorock.coach. That's .coach, not .com. Yousorock.coach to schedule a free 30-minute check-in call and start your recovery journey with Joe's You So Rock Survivor to Thriver program today. Now, from the beginning of your journey, which is, wow, kind of now, if we're being honest, but from the beginning of your journey, what would you say the most difficult thing about your recovery has been? I guess it's just like like getting like the realization of it all, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. I mean, it's not because it definitely makes sense. I mean, like I had so many, there was so many different things that this all like all makes sense. Listen, I have my the my facial paralysis that I've gotten. Mm-hmm. This has gotten so much better than what it was before. Like I couldn't, I couldn't close my eye, and then I was also blind for like I think two months. I couldn't see anything, I, like blind, blind, like like blind. Wow. And so it's just like everything just like hitting at me and like all these different things is just like sitting there and finally like like putting two and two together. Mm-hmm. I think that has to have been like, I don't know. It was also like a lot for my emotions because it's just like, you know, it's just so much a process, which again, mm-hmm. then I'm like, okay, I understand why that everything wasn't thrown at me at the same time. But when now that it is, it's, that's probably the hardest part to sit with the realization of everything. I'm going to try to ease the blow of that being the most difficult part. You understand now. Imagine if you didn't understand that you have a brain injury. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. would literally just be, oh man, I think I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm crazy. I think there might be something wrong with me. You well, know? yeah, that's where the depression kicked in. Cause I yeah. was like, wow, like I like, like, there's like there was no rhyme or reason and it was just me beating myself up my entire time like doing this i was like no like i'm 
like I just I got to a really dark spot and I talked to myself in ways that like I wouldn't like I don't wish upon anybody like it, it got so dark with myself because I had no idea yeah and I was just telling myself that like no like basically like I suck this is this is just me no you don't you're a rock star you really are you're a superwoman I hope now after all of this time of Darkness. That's what it is. It, yeah. Dark thoughts, but also you were in the dark. You didn't have the information that you needed. Now that you have this information, I hope I know it's not going to heal everything, but I hope it lightens the blow of a lot of that, that chaos that you had to go through a lot of those really dark thoughts and moments. Cause we have them. We have them after a brain injury. It's, it's not fun. It's just the reality. You know, like literally when I say we wake up in a brand new brain and body, we do. We start over. This is a brand new world. Like we see things through a brand new lens. That's not an easy thing to do. And you did it. You did it with no help, which is so crazy to me. (laughs) It is so crazy to me. Now, after this like really dark patch, do you see light at the end of the tunnel? Or are you still fighting through some of this darkness? No, I see a lot of light. And this is like, like the light really truly has been since I followed you on social media and you opened up my eyes to, so I I went and I found help. I got to, I met some other like stroke survivors and like the community is just absolutely fantastic. And it's just, it gave me a safe space. Even like, even you're, you're, you're so far away from me. But, like, I could literally, I know that I can even, like, just hit you up. I'll send you a text. Anytime. Anytime. And, like, just to have you and have, there's others in the community that are absolutely fantastic human beings. I'm just, that has helped me. That is my light. You guys and your help is means everything. It legitimately has taken every fiber in my being to not break down right now. That is one of the kindest things and one of the most beautiful things I have ever heard. I'm very thankful. Thank you for for that. I sincerely, like, I really, I just want to help. You know, it was really dark my first year. It was really lonely. And I think you understand this too. Well, you understand more than most how isolating it feels with a brain injury. It's, and I say isolating, I say this and then I explain what it is because isolation doesn't come from being alone. It comes from not being understood. And you didn't have anybody around to even point you in the direction of understanding. And that must have been so hard for me. It was, you know, I had Felice there every step of the way. I had friends. I had my family for a little bit there, but nobody understood. It wasn't until I met Lauren. It wasn't until I met, you know, my friend Rianne and and Noreen. It wasn't until I met them where I was like, oh, I'm going to be, fuck, I'm going to cry. I'm going to be able to do this. I'm going to be able to do this, you know? And I'm so just humbled that I was able to kind of give you a little bit of that because that's all I want to do. I just want to help. Like I really do. And I'm so happy that I was able to help you on this journey. Girl, you are absolutely fantastic. You have like, you're absolutely fantastic. And the connections that you like make with everything that you're, I am beyond grateful to have you in my life. Oh my God! Stop! I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I and I'm not an attract. I'm not a cra- attractive dude. Period. But like, it's worse when I cry. Dude, we're crying <sighs> together. It's happy tears. So it's fine. <laughs> but this is what I love about our community. You know what I mean? We've never met. This is the first time I'm actually looking at you in your face, like yeah. live, right? Yeah. 
you've been family to me since we started chatting. Since we started chatting, I was like, oh, Kimberly's amazing. We vibed like immediately, you know? Yeah. And I am just (laughs) without even seeing each other. It's like, oh, yeah, we're rolling until the wheels fall off. You know what I mean? Yeah. So exactly. That's what's beautiful about this community. And despite the fact that, man, we go through some crazy stuff, we still want to help. Yes. That's what blows me away. Yeah. The people that are the most caring and loving and helpful are the people who have seen the darkest moments. And Kimberly, you have seen some dark moments. You have seen some dark moments by yourself without any support. And I'm not saying that to be disrespectful to your family or your significant other. They just didn't know. They didn't understand the impact of this because there's no possible way that they could. Right. You went through some dark stuff and you were one of the kindest people when you said that you were mean to your sisters, I was like, who is this stranger <laughs> who is mean? It's not Kimberly. Get out of here. I mean, I love our community. I do. You're my friend. And I think we should tell our friends. I love you too. I do. I'm so proud of you. Like I am. And I'm just so thankful that you were so open to share pieces of your life and your recovery and your, I'm just, I'm blown away. I really am. I am in awe of you. Like, I really, I really am. Do you know how difficult recovery is when you know what's going on with yourself? No, I, I, you don't. I was like, I, was like I don't think so. You know how <laughs> difficult recovery is, period. You know, not even knowing that you're recovering from the brain injury that you had, which is, oh my God, I'm so angry about that. Anyways, I'm not, not going <laughs> to harp on that. that I have, will say that that has to do something with like the, um, with like, I feel like the hospital, like they mm-hmm. should have like, emphasize that more like my family, that's what like my family were like you know they didn't see it too much of a big deal because they weren't told yeah you know that like to emphasize like hey this is something important that's why i try to connect with as many people as possible because there are gaps in recovery that you know a lot of doctors they don't set us up for success they set us up for failure you know we need to fill in those gaps and we need to be our own advocates yeah. uh felice you know, I didn't remember anything from the hospital stay. She was there and she was like, oh, Joe had a brain bleed. She didn't know I had a stroke oh. because they kept saying brain bleed. It wasn't until I forget when it was maybe a day or two later where somebody said stroke. And she said, wait a minute. What are you talking about? Stroke? I'm like, oh, he had a, a stroke. And she's like, no, he had bleeding on the brain. She's like, yeah, that's what that means. Bleeding on the brain. He, he had a stroke. It was they didn't do a great job of explaining what had yeah, happened to me. I think you know? that's what and it is. Yeah. That is a disservice to everybody. So anybody out there who knows anybody with a brain injury, you know, send them to somebody with a brain injury. Send them to the neuro nerds. Yeah. Send them to, you know, <laughs> we understand what it is. We do. And there's comfort in that. I hope there's comfort in that, you know? There's comfort in knowing that I'm not alone on this journey, that I have amazing, incredible people like you with me all the time. You know, I'm actually... I'm happy. I'm really, really happy that I think like I'm kind of getting you on the path of recovery, like the right path. Like you're not trekking up the side of a mountain like you found a path. You know what I mean? No, you literally (laughs) the only reason why this is all making sense to me and I know the correct resources and who to like reach out to and, and all the information, everything is because of you is because by the grace of I don't even know where i mean i believe in god so in the grace of god he sent you my way and i get to recover v 
because of you and with your help in the in, in the community. I know that for a fact. You know what I love? I rarely remember when I meet my people. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't remember the moment we met. I just in my head, it's like, oh, yeah, you've just been my friend forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, it doesn't really matter. Like. You're just like you're ingrained in my day to days. I just think that's so beautiful. Like if you had any advice to give to a brain injury survivor on their recovery, what would what would that advice be? Well, I mean, <laughs> like once you know you have a brain injury, once you know that you have a brain injury, um, which is actually works for people with concussions, because a lot of people with yes. concussions don't think that they had anything. So they definitely do have a brain injury. Yes. And to become aware of that. Um, but just. Take it all in and just don't let it don't try, which is a lot easier said than done, but don't let it like overwhelm you because you will get everything together and you're going to, you're going to push through it. If I could do it, anybody can do it. And and that's not belittling myself. It's just that that's what it is. We can all do it. All of us can and Absolutely. like push forward with everything. You're not belittling yourself. You just were dealt a terrible hand. Despite that, you did it. Despite that, you had a beautiful child. Despite that, you're still one of the kindest people I've ever known. Despite that, you push forward. You know what I mean? It's inspiring, and I'm so thankful for that. Man, so again, this wasn't the normal. This wasn't (laughs) the episode that I had planned right now. Um, So I do have to ask, you'll be on the podcast again, right? Yes. Okay, good. Because you didn't have a choice. You were going to. I just wanted to <laughs> give you the illusion of a choice because I had a thing that I, a direction that I wanted to go that I didn't because it's just turned into what it is. But again, that's what I love about not having a script for the podcast. We just go where the world takes us, right? Um, so we are the neuro nerds over here. So I do have to ask, what is your nerdum? Now, people, well, what do you mean nerdum? Nerdum is anything that you're oddly passionate about. Myself, I'm a video game nerd. I'm a Star Wars nerd. I'm a superhero nerd. Those are like my my super passionate nerdums, right? I mentioned to Kimberly earlier, my friend Tanya. Tanya, one of my dearest friends. Her nerdum, office supplies. That's weird. I'm not even going to say it's not. It's weird. It's weird. So, Kimberly, <laughs> what is your nerdum? I've tried to be thinking about this. We've all got a weird thing. We've all got a thing. So, some people, it's music. Some people, it's movies. It's dance. It's um, oh, what do you call them? Beanie Babies. Beanie Babies. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess it would be. No, I really, I have no idea. Do you have any tattoos? Yes. Okay. You have three. Two, okay. Two. Maybe one of those things is a nerdum. Because all, all my tattoos are nerdum. <laughs> I'm passionate about my dog. Uh, hey, hey, that's beautiful. And I saw two of them. everything. I love your, oh, and it's crazy. You're going to be so mad when I steal them. It's crazy. <laughs> that white one is beautiful. Oh my gosh. That's, that's, my, that's my fiance. So. Oh my God. She's mine now, but you know. Right. Oh, of course. She got introduced course. to me through him. Yeah. Well, he's yours too. He's now your property. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, all. Look, Kimberly, I am just so thankful for you i really am and having dogs as a nerdum how are you even cooler than you were an hour ago this is great <laughs> this is great um if uh the people wanted to reach out to you how would they do so oh their instagram I'm and your handle is uh kimberly 
wow, what is my handle? <laughs> <laughs> I changed it so many times. Do you? I've had yeah. the same handle literally for like over a decade. Oh, I've, had, I've had the same handle since MySpace. Really? Yeah. No, I changed it. Like, also, I'm, I'm older than you. So I had a friendster. I had, I had a, oh no. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had the same handle forever. I've been Joseph oh, Rocks yeah. my like my entire adult life. Aw, well, mine is Kimberly underscore Burr PD. Boom! That will be in the show notes, so you can definitely reach out to Kimberly and give her as much support and understanding as she can get because it's absolutely needed. If you wanted to, you can attempt to reach out to my beautiful, tiny ass-kicking co-host Lauren at Lauren L. Manzano on Instagram. You can absolutely reach out to me at Joe Rocks on all the socials. You can reach out to us at the Neuro Nerds everywhere. <laughs> now, Kimberly, I am just beside myself. Like, I really am. You are such an inspiration for having to deal with the things that you've dealt with and being as kind and sweet and understanding as you are. You have every right to be like this mean, bitter, nasty person and you're not. You're so kind. I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful for you. I'm so proud to have you part of my extended family. And again, I'm going to leave you with these few words. You're never alone. And this goes out to everybody in the community too. You're never alone. We're all on this journey together. Anything and everything that's happening to you or has happened to you, it's okay. It really is. Like, we can't do anything about the past. We can only do anything about our present and our future. So let's make those moves. Let's let go of the stuff that's weighing us down. Let's focus on being the best versions of ourselves now and being the best versions of ourselves in the future. And we don't have to do it alone. We're part of the most accepting, understanding, caring, helpful community in the world that I absolutely adore. Now I'm off my soapbox. And on that, <laughs> and on that Joe slow rant on a soapbox note, this neuro nerd is out. Kimberly, that was amazing. Like I am, I met every single word. Like I, I, I really, I'm so blown away by you. Like it's so crazy the hand you were dealt. I'm so proud of you. Like I am sincerely so proud of you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 